0: studios high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Simmons and Ross Martin.
1: What's up everybody out there on the good old interwebs, I hope you are surfing safe and sound this evening. With me as always, Ross, hipster glasses, Martin in the house. Good get morning, good get evening, good afternoon, everybody, and of course our friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Morton, up in here.
2: What's up? That's
1: what's up, right <laughs> there.
2: <laughs> i sorry, I can i We just will not do that. So
3: we're just gonna. We're just gonna go. Uh, it's a constant. It's uh, a new thing. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the, the, the thing,
1: new right? thing. That's how. That's how Jeff you can't goes.
3: Follow anyway. the the British man over here. No, no, you're. Yeah, I thought you were
2: from New Zealand.
3: Uh, I'm from. I'm a chameleon it <laughs> can be from new zealand australia a, any white country with this speaks english you're a karma chameleon i can come 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 chameleon
1: all right guys so we got a we got a full slate here uh down uh, come
2: earlier and go. you're you're a big fan you of androgyny and 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 aren't you <laughs> Loving would be easy if the colors, colors were, were like, like my green. dream. yeah, <laughs> oh. the
3: golden green. I love that song.
1: <laughs> I didn't know the other lines, but I like them.
2: I mean, <laughs> Who
3: is that? Who is that? Is that Boy George? It's Boy George. Yeah, Boy George or Boy Culture Club? George. It's actually Culture Club. You're right, yeah, Culture, Culture Club. Club.
1: Yeah. The Boy George out there DJing nowadays.
3: Is that what he's doing? Rocking it, yeah. Good you, don't, for him. you don't have the the CD of Evening Out with Boy guess. George. I, do I do have know. no idea. I haven't read up on him, but let me guess: is he DJing in Miami? I'm South sure, perhaps.
1: Benvenidos. I'm not drawing I'm
3: not. I'm just wondering. Just guessing.
1: Just guessing. The hot location. Somewhere on
3: Fire Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite familiar with that reference, but. Uh...
1: <laughs> well, we got a we got a, a big, gigantic, humongous show for you guys tonight. We're going to have Ross Martin's headlines.
3: Per usual.
1: We got a nice little uh, report from Mister Mort himself. Yes, we the Mort,
3: yep. Mort report has some things to <laughs> say. I do, and he'll be damned if he's not going to be heard. Yes, these he will be damned if these he's not These things I believe, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: these things that he believes to be true. One truth that we do know as well is uh, I was down at Pepsi Center earlier this afternoon after Nuggets practice, and we have a very exclusive one-on-one podcast interview, probably the first of its kind, with Mr. Wilson Chandler of the Denver Nuggets. So damn
3: excited to hear this. yeah. yeah. Uh, you've been downplaying it a little bit, Timmons. I, I have a feeling it's going to be great. It's got but it's Wilson w- Chandler, man. It's the guy everybody wants to know about. He's so mysterious. He, he does carry a, a very big level of mysteriousness
1: about him. And we, uh, we delve He's into him. Mystery.
2: He's enigmatic.
1: Mysteriousness? Come on. I'm trying <laughs> uh, to create my own words. This yeah, is yeah, a podcast. It's hey, the internet.
3: Hey, you know, there are no rules.
1: We're getting into good stuff with them, and uh, I, I try my hardest to embarrass myself, and I think I do a pretty good job, and you guys will all soon know why when you listen
2: to it. I them. look forward to hearing this more than anything in the world. I'm excited. But
1: that's what we're going to have coming up, but of course, we've got to start this thing off with some headlines, Ross Martin. Let's take it.
3: Yeah, so... Uh, I'm going to read you some
1: stuff that people sent me <laughs> in a mail.
3: It's uh, Monday night. And for uh, everybody out there, this is this is called headlines, and this is you know kind of like Jay Leno's things, right? Monday night, it's time for headlines. Well, guess what? It's it's Tuesday night. It's cold out there. It is so freaking cold, but I'm loving that. I'm loving this nice little winter burst. It's
2: cold out there.
3: It's good for me to (laughs) feel a
1: little Colorado before I head off to the desert of Las Vegas this weekend.
3: Well, you know what? It's probably good to feel a little cool air on those upper ankles of yours. (laughs) It
1: is, yeah. They don't get a lot.
3: That's right. Got them them on. Mr. Ankle Socks. Look at the ankle socks there. Stylish ankle socks. you know what? You're like the (laughs) guys in the post office, right? Neither wind nor rain, no snore, no sleet. You're wearing ankle socks. Every day of the week. Inspired by Kevin Costner, postman <laughs> <Sorry>. himself. <laughs> yeah. By the way, underrated movie. I don't know why everybody shit on that movie, but I liked it. Haven't so, seen well, it's, no, it's no Waterworld. <laughs> <That's not laughs> absolutely. Well, they're like very similar movies. <laughs> it's very, it, cause I like uh, them both, by the way. I call, I call both
1: of those movies HSWS. Uh, okay. Haven't seen? Want to see? Oh, check oh, it out. Interesting. Ross Martin Uh-oh.
3: gives them two thumbs up. By the way, Mr. Ebert. So I it's because he won't, he, you
2: know, he won't listen to a recommendation I give on movies anymore. So no, nope. no, nope. nope. it's a good nope. thing you recommended those.
3: But, yep, that's true.
1: <laughs> but Ross just said yes. Rest <laughs> in peace, Mr. Ebert. Yes,
2: rest in peace, Roger Ebert. Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> now, I just want to say something real quick. Typically, we do the headline things. Timmons, you're always saying Ross. It's typical. Give me typical. Nate Show Timmons me typical. is always saying Ross's favorite segment. Ross's favorite se- All right. Let's do Ross's favorite segment. That impression it's like, is uncanny. As if, you're like, as if you guys are like patronizing <laughs> me here. As if I'm the only one who likes it. And by the way, everybody likes this this segment. I think it's probably becoming world-renowned mm-hmm. quickly the most favorite part of the podcast. Are those time. top five
1: lists we used to do? Was really good.
3: Yeah. We should do that soon again. You know, yeah. but, uh, but at any rate – this is what the theme is for headlines tonight, okay? Now, the, the, the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, right? Clearly, just by going by the name, we're a Colorado Denver-centric podcast. That's just what we talk about. Sports, but we are international, all right? We have listeners all around the world, some 70-some countries. Tune in to this podcast every week. Don't make me so, post
1: the map from Libsyn again because I've done right. it before. Did
3: you post that? I did, Facebook style. Hello, Russia. Slash (laughs) (laughs) So, to prove we are as worldly as we are, I have a few uh, international headlines today. From the Daily Mirror on April 5th, 2013. Where's the Daily Mirror? That would be in the United Kingdom. Okay. UK. Yeah. Let me try this here. (laughs) Galling and Dre for Gallinari as Denver Nuggets lose... <laughs> galling injury. I won't try that again. <laughs> galling injury for Gallinari. I like that a little alliteration there. Galling injury for Gallinari is Denver Nuggets lose Starman. Starman. <laughs> that's what they called that. That's, that's That to me, when I read this headline, I was like, well, this can't be the Daily Mirror because they speak English there, and this clearly sounds like a weird translation. From a foreign language into English, but this is this is from the Daily Mirror on April fifth. Galling injury for Gallinari as Denver Nuggets lose Starman.
1: Starman makes so, me think immediately of Kiss for some reason. Well, it makes or me I think also- like that Jeff
3: Bridges movie. Wasn't like, that yeah, was Starman, uh, John Carpenter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like maybe people in the UK don't know Gallinari's from Italy. They think he's from space. Well,
2: Starman, <laughs> and uh, hey. they could also
3: be the, yeah, but David Bowie. You know, it's like
2: there's a Starman <laughs> waiting in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, very good. England to Italy on yeah, I mean,
3: this. All right. So now, speaking of Italy, from La Gazzetta, fifth of April, <laughs> twenty thirteen. Here it is. This is the uh this is the headline here. Gallinari grave infortunio si teme lo roturo del crocchiato anteriore. Okay. <laughs> so Gallinari grave infortunio. It seems like in infor- unfortunate grave. So I think in Italy they might think he's dead. <laughs> or, <laughs> maybe not teme la rotura del crociato anteriore. I think that has something to do with uh, death by the anterior cruciate, <laughs> something. So, attention, Italy. Gallinari is not dead.
1: <laughs> Couldn't a, be a grave injury. It's one of
3: those deadly knee injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, as we all know, the uh, Italians they speak with their hands, so maybe their heart resides in their knee. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. But but here's the thing. Now. We are an international podcast, yes. and Denver in Colorado is an international city and an international state. Yes. And so, what we did is, we said, you know what? Let's do something a little bit different, right? We have uh, waiting in the other room here. We're going to bring them in some representatives from the Italian consulate based here in Denver, oh Colorado. We have uh, Rafael, uh, Vito, and Sofia, who we should get in here now. Yeah, um, If we could there. just, yeah, just open the door, guys. Come on in here. And uh, yeah, welcome. Thank you for coming. Yes, please have a seat. Plenty of mics. Very nice. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to ask te, you te 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 about te. Go ahead. Right, so... the so chip? No no, so no, no, no. No, no, che il PD
4: stelle,
3: no, perché non dai perché non
2: dai il governo a 5 stelle, stelle, visto che Go ahead. non fa un
4: passo uh, okay.
2: okay. What's the uh, c-
3: need? Can I interject real, real, real quick? Si, but no,
4: but be a good point. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So try to bring it back to Gallinari, right. I okay.
2: Well, I guess uh, thank you guys for coming by. You're leaving already? That's it. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, there we go. Bye. Well,
1: so, I guess uh, Gellinari is going to be okay. From yeah, what, they, what
2: it sounds like.
1: Sounds like he's all right.
2: <laughs> My well, goodness. they were good. passionate <laughs> people. I've never so seen so many uh, chips on the floor, though. Oh. It's like,
3: yeah, are those... Uh, that's what happens when you talk with your hands. I think they were uh, like... Uh, Basil chips. It's a, yes. it's some good points
1: about you know where he should have the surgery—Denver or Italy. I thought you know was you know, very informative from what I could un, what I can it's,
3: understand. It's breaking stuff, and you know what? This is why being on a podcast is so important. There are no rules, okay? There are no rules here. We go. We call the Italian consulate. Guess who answers? Vito, <laughs> Vito, Raphael, and Sophia. Sophia. <laughs> Very eloquently put a lot of lot of things. <laughs> well, we'll we'll circle back to the Gallinari injury, <laughs> but first You've got
1: to make sense of what they, what they had to say.
3: Yeah, but first <laughs> let's go on with the headlines here. Wow, that was great. It smells <laughs> like, no, like that. was amazing. A I lot of like cologne, cigarettes, and cologne. Yeah, a lot of
2: cologne. Yeah. It's I just like you had to back away because they were tall, talking mm-hmm. with their hands. I think that I was Armani. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think it's that's Armani cologne. Those pop chips, by the way, look <laughs>
2: delicious. <laughs> delicious. Well, I think actually they were. Uh, um, are of those things you dip in coffee? Uh,
3: Biscotti. Biscotti. Yeah, yeah.
2: Biscotti. I've had a few good ones.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. So moving on headlines here. <laughs> this is uh, This is from uh, 20minutes.fr. That's 20minutes.fr. And uh, you could probably guess that this would be a French newspaper. That was uh, my first this thought, This is actually. from April 4th, 2013. We oui, oui. uh, This is uh, Carmelo Anthony Porti. New York, Evan Fournier, f- Fermi, Ches, Les Nuggets, Knicks. Yeah. Knicks are yeah, yeah. worse than the Nuggets. Uh, here's another one: Miami Rebondit Fournier Brilli says Miami uh, wants to pursue yeah. a trade you for guys, Fournier. You guys, yeah. I don't know. Do You guys speak French? I I don't know. No, I, no, not at all. Was that French? Here's another. Well, I assume this. This one, that one, was from lequipe.fr on March 30. That was Miami Rebondit. Fourier Brilli. All right, whatever. Next one, Europe One.fr from April 4th, Fournier Brilli avec Denver.
1: Brilliant for Denver, no, maybe. Yes, I, I don't. But- no idea.
3: You know who I think. Uh, you know who I think speaks. I think uh, I saw it on a resume. Who uh, is taking French or might speak French is our intern, Renee. Renee, Renee. yes. Is yes. she still here? She is. Are she, you sure? Because well, she was supposed to leave a five. Does she... Renee. She there? Renee. Renee. <laughs> Were you on your way out? Uh, Yes, actually. Well, don't worry. Just come in here real quick. You take French? Yes, I do. You do? Yes. Very cool. Yes. Hey, can you do something for us here? Sure. We need some translation here. Can you just read these headlines here and and tell us what it means?
0: You may read the headline and then tell you what it means. What do we pay you for, Renee? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, Carmelo Anthony, Port, New York. Evan Fournier s'affirme chez les nuggets. What does that mean? Um, it means Carmelo Anthony, d'Or, New York. <laughs> um, Evan Fournier makes a statement with the nuggets. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. Where do you take these French lessons? <laughs>
2: In America. It <laughs> was very good, Renee. Very good.
0: Can you read the next oh, one? Oh, sure, yes. That one's out no, well. no, not at all. Um, Miami Rebondi Fournier Brie. Ah, what does that? Mean? Um, Fournier shines. He does. He shines. He's- Yes. Well, that, <laughs> well, that, makes makes sense. Sense. that makes perfect
2: sense. sense. But very
0: good. Yes. What's with
2: the breed? Isn't that cheese?
0: Brie, yeah. It, well, <laughs> it sounds like it, but no, it's a completely different word, brie, actually. Are you sure it's not brie? Really? No. Right, read the last one, please. Um, Fournier brie avec Denver. Okay, so this time he's shining with Denver.
3: Okay. Wow. He is shining That's, with Denver. He is indeed. That's Rene, the intern. That's a very good Renee. Good job. Thanks a lot. Did my wife give you the laundry to take to the... Thank you.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Renee. Espresso. Bye, guys. Get a chance. No espresso. Not too bad,
3: Renee. I, I'm, I'm kind of. I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. 0 for two on the espresso, but. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Fournier
1: shines. It is very true. The now, kids played well. Three out of four games, double digit scoring. Double digit. Was this a surprise to you guys? I think that it's. It, it, I don't know. You know, (laughs) it's, it's tough. I don't think so. I think, think, you know, from what me and Jeff have seen him play and you can see that he possesses talent, but he hasn't gotten any minutes, but whenever he has played, he's played pretty well. So with significant minutes and with better players around him, it's not really that surprising that he's, that he's playing well. I mean, it, it is because he's a rookie and he doesn't get to play. So you'd think he'd come in there and not be able to do much, but. If you see his skill set, he's got a beautiful jump shot. Loves going to the rim, it makes sense. Well, I,
2: I was telling Nate that I really do like his his. Okay, this is going to sound off color, but I do like his his, his body control. Kind of he has sound off off color. He has excellent body control. He does, especially when he drives, and it's and it's amazing to see someone has that so such command of when they're going to the hole.
1: And George Carl keeps pointing out in practice that his defense is better than his offense. And he's like, and I know his offense looks great, so that should tell you how thrilled we are with his defense. So,
3: yeah. So we're all good on Fournier.
1: <laughs> we are. Kid takes it to the hole quite well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Now, here's some other things. Now, I wanted to bring this up here because we we ran through some international headlines. A lot of opportunity in Denver, too. Okay. Yep. Yep. We'll we'll circle back. We'll Uh, talk some nuggets here in a little bit. All right. Yeah. But first of all, I want to just talk about this a little bit. Like we mentioned at the top, we're an international podcast. And to prove that, we went through and I I looked up some international headlines because I'm sick of people outside of this country thinking we don't care about geopolitical, you know, you know, international type stuff. We're not self-centered Americans here. We 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 care about the the international community, especially because we live in a city that has a lot of international attention to it. Now, now, did you guys know that we have had? And I, I mentioned this so you can do. We have over seventy countries that have been listening to our podcast. Real quick, so I have a little. Uh, Little quiz here for you guys, okay?
1: Oh yes, we'll, I get to play again. Yes, you
3: get to you get to you get to start <laughs> now. I read from La Gazzetta, um, Italy. Okay, now Nate, I'll let you answer this one first. This is multiple choice. Please don't be an Italian. <laughs> Where now? Obviously, the number one, the country that downloads the most podcasts is going to be the United States of America, right? Where does Italy rank? Does it rank seventh? Fourteenth or twenty second on that list. Well, number, John Elway? Where my man? Seventh. That that is correct. Very good, Nate. Very good <laughs> job, buddy. Now here's a follow-up. There's question. only one thing that says good job, Ross, and it's right there. Yeah. yeah. Now what? Now what percentage of all the downloads of the Colorado Sports Guys podcast do you think seventh is? That Italy is. What percentage of all the downloads? This
1: is this also multiple choice? Or no, I no, 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 this free is free straight
3: landscape? up, straight up. Try and figure this one out.
1: Seventh percent.
3: We'll give you ask. within uh, a point, plus or minus.
1: <laughs> one point. Wow, thanks for the uh, belt. Well, there's only there. 100,
3: only and you 100. know it's not 100. I
1: know it's not 100. All right, I'm going to go with uh, seventh for Italy. I'm going to say
3: that that represents 17%. That is incorrect. <sighs> we'll circle back. I won't tell you the answer on that one yet. Now, Oh, thanks. Now, uh, Jeff, here. Yeah. Where does the UK rank in in uh, podca- countries that download our podcast? Would you say it's second, fourth, or sixth? I'm going to sixth on that one. This was for Jeff. I thought
1: I did really get impersonated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Clearly not.
3: Yeah, I wasn't fooled. <laughs> what do you think, Jeff? Do you think the UK ranks second, fourth, or sixth? Sixth. Correct oh.
1: oh man, UK really?
3: That would be fourth. Well, wow. Fourth, yes. Now, what percentage do you think that is? And again, this is a bonus question. I won't reveal these if you can't get it right. But what do you think fourth is? Two percent. That is within a point. It's UK represents one point two percent of all of our downloads in fourth place. Now let's keep going here. France. You know where and You know where Italy ranks. This is back to me, right? Back to you, Nate. Okay. Where does France rank? We're not going to give you any multiple choice because you already know where the fourth and the seventh is. So where do you think France ranks globally in the, the in how many downloads? <coughs> across, God bless you across, around the world. How many people has
1: Fournier brought in? I'm going to say that they rank sixth.
3: No, incorrect. Okay, it felt correct to me. It, felt it is ninth with 0.9% of downloads. So uh, Fournier's family is listening. Fournier. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> Extended is. family, Italian, French known He's for big families. He's avec nuggets. He's shining. Shines. Shining. shining, shines. <laughs> so now here's, another, here's the thing, all right? Now we got 20, the top 20 countries. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to start with Jeff, okay? And uh, don't worry, we can include the other ones already. We're going to go back and forth. <coughs> Whoever cannot name one at all, right, is going to lose. You guys oh. know how this works? Yeah, feels all good. All right, so we have 20, our top 20 countries who download this podcast, okay? Yeah. Jeff, we're going to start with you, by the way. All of the aforementioned ones are in play. Feel free. 20, top 20. Name a country that you think is in it, the top 20. Mexico. <laughs> Short game, huh? <laughs> Jeff is out. Wow. <laughs> Come on. I just said all the aforementioned ones. You could have said UK. You could have said Italy. You could have said the United States of America. I was standing up for the good people of Mexico <laughs> <laughs> who don't have the internet. <laughs> I'm guessing. Nate. All right. We'll skip that. Mulligan. Come on. Mulligan, gotta, let's like, do go a little bit longer. we to go
1: uh, Australia.
3: Australia. Good for you. Uh, Nate or uh, Jeff? Nate, you want me to do Nate? No, no, no. Nate, Nate said Nate. Australia. I'm
2: going to say. Um, <laughs> top
3: 20. <laughs> uh, Canada. Canada. Good for you. Uh, Germany. Good one. That, that's in there. Um, Spain. Yes, it is in there. Close. That was 17th. I'm going to um, go with the Philippines. How the hell did you know that? Because, man,
1: I know my people in the Philippines. That's Come
3: number on. 10. By the way, Canada was two, Australia's three, Germany's five, Spain was 17, Philippines was 10. Jeff. Mm, uh, remember, you can repeat the ones we should remember. Italy. Yep. <laughs> Number seven.
1: I'm going to say New Zealand.
3: I'm sorry, Nate. Oh, come on! <laughs> yeah, no wonder all those sorry. Australians hate you people in New Zealand. <laughs> I am sorry. I can talk a bunch of crap about it. There we now. go. Yeah, New Zealand's not on there. Some other notes, uh, uh, worth, uh, uh, noteworthy countries. Austria, number Austria. six. Austria. There's got to be somewhere in Africa,
1: but I couldn't think of a specific country that it would have been. Um, nope, nothing in Africa. What? I've seen it on the freaking map.
3: Not top 20. Oh, so he was cheating. It's not top Um, 20. Sweden's 20. Singapore's 19. Thailand, 18. Uh, Now, there's a couple blanks in here, right? There's one that's blank. I can only assume that that would be like, uh, and there's also one that says satellite provider. I can only assume. North Korea probably? These are uh, probably like uh, some of our uh, soldiers overseas. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I know Ah. we have a good contingency of soldiers that maybe their internet is protected and and they don't really see or something. Turkey, 13. We had a listener mm, Turkey. in Turkey. He used to interact with us all the time. I, uh, I forget his name. Jay. Jay. I yes. Name. Remember Jay. Do you have any uh, Saudi Arabia? Uh, Saudi Arabia is not in there. But they're in somewhere because I know. I know we got some Middle East. Here. <laughs> now here's the last. See? Here's the last one, here, guys. Uh, there are eight countries in the world with exactly one download <laughs> <laughs> over the past 102 episodes. There are eight countries that have only downloaded one episode episode uh where we at here we had uh jeff yes because now this is this is like bonus double you know you get 50 points if you get one of these which give you a chance can you name one of the countries to whom we say thank you very little thank you for doing nothing for us one download eight countries can you name one of them finland no (laughs) i'm gonna say kazakhstan (laughs) no Really? Back to you, Jeff. Let's try and work this out. We'll give you each one more guess. Croatia, <laughs> Croatia. Actually, no. Croatia is actually 14 in uh, top on the top side. Really? Yes. Oh. We have a lot of Croatia peeps big in time Uh Back to you, Nate. Last one. Oh, god. It's really hard to guess these. Uh, I mean, there's, like I said, some 70 countries.
1: Uh, Iceland.
3: No. Here's oh, where I they thought are. That was going to be now, the tourism hotspot. Kind of uh, surprising, I guess. Yes, we even had one Panama, one down there. Panama. We R- built
1: you a freaking canal. <laughs> At least listen to the podcast.
3: Rwanda, Ooh. Senegal, Ro- the Bahamas, nice. Libyan Arab Jamahiriya. I'm guessing that's just Libya. Just. I don't know. Let me just send you some kind of pronunciation school. <laughs> Zambia? <laughs> Ready? Never mind. I hope she left. United Arab Emirates. Yeah. You know, I was surprised about the Czech Republic. One freaking download. Prague? Come assumed, on, people. I just assumed that we've had some listeners there. But but uh, stuff. Like Czechoslovakia. You know,
2: my I, uh, years ago, I was, you know, in the 70s, there was this uh, phenomenon of music called Prague Rock, progressive rock. And I was asking my aunt, who well, was... Completely unrelated to the country, yeah. right? And
3: I was, at, uh, I I was asking my aunt back. about it. Flo?
2: And, yeah, mm-hmm. Aunt Flo. Okay. And uh, I said, oh, so you've heard some prog rock? Which would be like, yes, and all that stuff. And she goes, are you talking about music from Prague?" <laughs> I said, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so it was just, it was just I, <laughs> Stalin
3: rock. marching uh, music. Oh, but yeah, so sad. that'll do that. So... Listen, we're international podcast. And then I have one final headline here from DenverStiffs.com. April yeah. 18th, 2013, by Nate Frickin' Ankle Sox Timmons. Is you say April 18th? April 8th, 2013, by <laughs> Nate forward in time. Frickin' Ankle Sox Timmons. Nuggets forward Quincy Miller burying free throws. Yeah. Now, the only reason why I bring this up, is because you love free throws. Uh, well, I do. You love, love Quincy Miller. I do like them both. You
1: like the Barry stuff. You're I, like I, a dog.
3: I have a question. I know you're relatively new to the iPhone thing. Is there any uh, way you could do some on. settings on this thing? Because I feel like I'm watching a, a video that was made from a flip phone from like 2004. Can been, we work on this? I've been told that this I need is,
1: to go from here, which is the vertical view, just to there, and it would solve all of my problems. It would, it
3: might, that might solve a lot of the I've problems. I've been told.
1: I, I got tweeted about this. You did. People he's got his, wrote about it in the comments section. He's got section. the phone turned to the
2: side, by the way, when you, you went from uh, like a landscape
3: to a – Yeah, uh, yeah a portrait. Portrait to landscape.
2: Yes. That was my – that was the
1: problem. Just a flick of the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Which also helps when you're shooting free throws. Hey, hey,
3: look at that. Hey. Look at that. Hey. But hey. other than that, it was a fascinating video. Hit 10 in a row, that guy. 10. It's like he's a professional basketball player.
1: The thing was was when he was he shot like around the world, you know, from baseline, baseline, to elbows, and this and that, and I, I was watching it, and I didn't really remember him seeing him miss. So I just started randomly filming, and he just hit 10 in a row. It wasn't like... He was trying to make 10 or whatever, and he made a lot more before that and after that because I even got grief from people that were like, well, 10, yeah, even a high schooler can hit 10 in a row from the free throw line. I'm like, whatever. I just randomly
3: h- happened to shoot it, and he hit 10 in a row. It was beautiful. I have, I, the content was not a problem for me. The content was fine. It was strictly the Video sucked. The yeah. videos. I mean, it's an iPhone. I mean, I HD settings in there, you know. I know. I, I, it was just everything was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at any rate, like that'll that. do it for headlines, everybody. Like headlines very good. the one episode 102. Very good.
1: Everybody's <laughs> favorite segment. Everybody's favorite segment. Uh, we're going to take a short one. We'll come back, uh, get a little rant from Jeff, and be sure to check out our exclusive interview with Mr. Wilson Chandler after this.
3: Amazon.com, everybody. Amazon.com is a great place to do a little bit of your everyday shopping. I'm not kidding. I've been talking about this for weeks now, possibly months. If you guys are wasting your time going to the grocery store to buy things like everyday items, toilet paper, deodorant, all this stuff, you know what? Milk. Stop it. (laughs) Not milk. You could have said anything but milk. Powdered milk. (laughs) Powdered milk. <laughs> Muscle milk,
1: protein powder is what I was talking oh, about. Right.
3: Right. Steak? Yeah. You're confusing <laughs> the listener now. Okay, Don't buy milk on Amazon. If anybody is claiming to sell milk on Amazon, <laughs> this is not. What if it's, do, what if if it's not milk of magnesia? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that for yeast infections? <laughs> of course, guys. I don't know. But... Break As it back I was saying, you can, you can waste a lot of time in the grocery store buying things, non-perishables and whatnot, that you're going to pay for gas to get down there. It's going to take a lot more time hauling this crap back and forth. Just skip that. Go to ColoradoSportsGuys.com, click the Amazon banner at the top of the page, and then go in and set yourself up with some nice deliveries, door-to-door service here. We're talking like VIP yeah. stuff here that everybody has access to, not just us elitist in the Denver media, everybody can do this, right? Go there. Do some shopping. You know what I always talk about? Buying gifts on Amazon. Because you can go in there, you can buy a gift, and then you can put in the address where it's shipped to, and you don't have to do anything else. And you can even your gift wrap it. Your are clean, yes. Quit, quit, quit wasting your time at the grocery store walking up and down reading all these cards, crying about the... Forget that. Gift cards make you cry. I know they do. I'm an emotional guy. Yeah, don't guy. cry. Don't waste your time, guys. Listen, we all, we all think about the time we spend and what it's worth. Well, listen, there's something called opportunity cost here, okay? You think your life is only worth $8 an hour? Well, guess what? An hour you spend somewhere else, that loses you 8 bucks. right? Does that make sense?
1: It makes perfect sense. Just
3: go to Colorado <laughs> Sports, guys. Guys, help us out here. We love you. You love us. This is the best podcast in Colorado. So help us out. Go to coloradosportsguys.com. .com, click the Amazon banner at the top of the page. Do some shopping. Hook us up. That is it. We love you. Good stuff, Ross. Play the crowd music.
1: Play the crowd music. I know, but I would like to hear you complain about it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna kick it over to Mr. Jeff Morton here, who's got a little uh, things as he sees it. <laughs>
2: things as he sees that's it. That's right off the top of Nate's head, too.
3: That's uh, why you got to keep. It, keep get, that's what you got to pick a really easy title for your segment, just like headlines. <laughs> you I mean, just me, do something like that. Man. You leave it up to me.
1: You get what you get. Well, I,
3: I, things as I sees it. as I sees it.
1: <laughs> I got one next week. It's called "I finds what I keeps and I keeps what I finds." <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, last week when you were complaining about the headlines thing, I thought a perfect segment for you would be like moments of silence.
1: I think we had that, like episode yeah, eleven. You're ruining the segment.
2: Well, we haven't had enough an- okay. We'll do this. We'll do pregnant. We'll do uh, pregnant pauses with Jeff Morton. Um, ready, ready, <laughs> ready to go. Ready go. Ready <laughs> go. Um, all right. I won't cover this too extensively, but I uh, – those who follow uh, me on Twitter will know that I had a bit of a – what the French would call contretemps with – uh, I
3: thought you said you didn't speak
2: French. I didn't then. I a so <laughs> stupid intern. She's got an attitude with
1: and she doesn't know how to make an espresso. That's for two. Oh, for two.
2: Well, you're, no, you're just confusing someone who ignores you with someone who can make an espresso. Could be true. <laughs> Could be true. Um, and I won't go into who it was or all it's about. You know, it's just, it was a fellow media member. Oh, come on. What are you talking about? And Let's go into it. This isn't
1: a one-time thing. This is a, a thing that's been labeled with
2: forever. It has gone on for a while. Between basically Denver Stiffs and and this individual, and usually
3: anti-Semites. <laughs> Is that what we're
2: talking about? Not the I'm not sure. oh, No. Sorry. And uh, but it got me thinking. Just basically his use of description of a certain Nuggets player, Danilo Gallinari, was very like setting him apart because he's European, I guess, putting a stigma on Gallo because he is not from the United States. And it got me thinking, you know, this whole soft thing, all the you know, people describing European players that way, like they're not tough, all that stuff. If Gallo was from, say, Milwaukee, would they say the same thing? No. He did exactly. But he, because he wouldn't be soft.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He'd have grown up in a hard town. <laughs> yes. Like you know?
3: yes. He, would have, he would have, you know, rough and tumble Milwaukee, the mean streets. No, I'm, I am curious to, about this because I think I understand what you're saying, even though you're kind of speaking in code a little bit. A little bit. There, there's, there's, there's people, there's, there's a certain faction in this country or in the city who are speaking poorly about Danilo Gallinari, right? Mm-hmm. And you think it's because he's European that they're calling him soft, not because he is soft.
2: Essentially. And we can prove that he's not soft. I mean he does things – he does things that – I I mean sometimes I wish he would finish stronger at the rim, but that doesn't mean he's soft. And I was thinking – not necessarily this writer that I got into a up with a couple days ago, and him specifically, but I've noticed the narrative seems to be European player, you're soft. European player, you're soft. You can't do this. You can't play defense and all this stuff. And when to, when does that start becoming intrinsically offensive to people? To who? To just general sports, con- you know, the sports watching public thinking, you know, there's there's people out there. I mean, what does tough mean? What is your definition of someone who is not soft? You know, because not every NBA player. Uh, is Reggie Evans okay? Not every NBA player. And for is, those
3: listening, not me, who might not know who Reggie Evans is, could you just explain who Reggie Evans is? Uh, he's, I, I know who he is, but <laughs> all right, you know, people listening might
2: not. I'm going to explain who Reggie Evans is to Ross. Um, he is a guy who used to play Ra- for the Nuggets. He's a he's a power forward, gets a lot of rebounds. His nickname is the Joker because he kind of looks like him. I know what his nickname is. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's really tough and tenacious and all this stuff. This is like, well, it, it's, does that mean he is uh, could only be American because he's that way? I just don't understand this notion. Like you see a European rugby player and they would kick your ass.
3: Yeah, and uh, by the way – even the softest, weakest European basketball player could probably kick my ass, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they are a tough basketball player. I'm saying you should apply someone who is
2: soft to every nationality. If someone is actually soft, you know then they're that way. There are like I would never describe Steve Nash as a tough white person. No one would ever call Steve Nash soft. You know, there's a there's a weird double standard when it comes to European players, and I don't think people are xenophobic. I think people are, and xenophobic is fear of other countries. We know, we
3: know, Jeff. Okay, for Ross, (laughs) it's it's I did not ask Jeff what that meant before the show. (laughs)
1: Well, if you, look at, if you look at different guys, uh, one reason people say Gallo softs soft is because they don't think he's a very physical player. They don't think that he's physical on the defensive end or the offensive end. And you look at his stats, and he averages 4.9 free throws per game. He used to average about 6 for the Knicks. Uh, he averages 4.9 this season. Carmelo Anthony averages 7.6. So you think, wow, Melo must be a tougher player if he averages that many more free throws. But then you look at Rudy Gay... Rudy Gay doesn't have an outside game. He plays only inside. His game is to get to the rim. He averages three point nine free throws a game. Yeah. So it's like Daniel Gallinari, somewhere in between Rudy Gay and Carmelo Anthony when it comes to foul attempts. And you're not getting free throw attempts. Free throw attempts. Yeah, foul attempts. That's kind of weird. But you're not going (laughs) to get free throw attempts because his
3: foul attempts would be like this.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. He's him attempting with to foul them. attempting, but he can't quite can't get quit there.
2: Right? He's can't not quite not, there. not quite there.
1: But he's somewhere between those two as far as being aggressive going to the hoop. And it's like I don't know. I don't get the whole soft label for him because if you watch him play, he's in the post guarding post players in the crunch time lineups. He's Denver's power forward. If Denver's playing Memphis, that means he's either covering Zach Randolph or Marcus All in the post. You can't be a guy that doesn't. You know, play physical in the post when you're playing those two guys when you're in the crunch time lineup. You can go on and on with how Gallinari's defense has been. And you can look at synergy stats and see that he's been a good post defender, a guy that's, you know, willing to mix it up. He averages five rebounds on the season that may not be 10 like Kenneth Fareed, but at the same time, he's not asked to rebound. He's on the perimeter on offense, mm-hmm. and on defense, he's, you know, covering perimeter players who are not inside either at times although sometimes he is on the interior. But yeah. five rebounds a game is not bad.
3: Well, okay, I kind of understand what you guys are talking about here, and I, I can see you guys are defending Danilo Gallinari. Jeff, I think you're kind of using the Gallinari criticism as a as a bigger commentary on the way European players are treated yeah. by the media. at <laughs> the very least in the city of Denver. Yeah. Nobody ever called Carmelo Anthony soft, even though he wore – basically football pads, right? Maybe <laughs> right, thigh yeah. pads, elbow pads, yeah, yeah, elbow know, pads also, yeah. sleeves to cover tattoos. I yep. mean, I think uh, Carmelo Anthony, even though he did that, probably wouldn't be considered soft. But I can definitely relate to the folks out there in the media and otherwise who say the style of basketball that has been uh, put, brought into the NBA, the, the European style of basketball, is soft and much softer And much more I don't know, I mean it's much more theatrical than than the traditional brand of basketball. The whole flopping thing is definitely. And that's the biggest part of it, it, right? I mean that is a an attitude that I always thought was a soccer attitude, frankly. And then and you can see that, nobody's gonna ever convince anybody that there's not a lot of theatrics and flopping in soccer, but it turns out when the European basketball players started playing in the United States. They brought that with them too. So why, why wouldn't it be a natural conclusion that it's not a soccer thing? It's a European attitude. Yeah, but that doesn't mean and, it's soft. Oh, I, I mean flopping is as soft as it gets. Oh, yeah, but I mean I – mean, I mean, OK,
2: yeah, but then you get that. You get the soccer thing. Well, that's just a culture difference. It's not necessarily – A European culture. Uh, that's, not, that's not a – that is not an indictment on someone's toughness. That is what they're exposed to. You know, that's – everyone plays soccer in Europe. I mean that. I mean, if if you're around that all the time, that doesn't necessarily mean you are intrinsically tough or not. You know, in the America, but we that's, have that's, we, that's, but I'm we, just saying that's where the soft label comes. But from. we have this, and it's 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 part of an American attitude about Europeans because our what's the biggest sport in America? Uh, football, football, baseball, or baseball. That's <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely football, <laughs> and. It is a "quote unquote" unquote, the example of being "quote tough" is playing football. Well, tough um, football is only popular in America. It only translate to uh, translates to America. that's not
3: actually true. I mean, the Super Bowl is like the number one watch. Yeah, and that's because that's because it's an event. It has nothing to do with the game.
2: America and there's you know people will watch events, but the, the game of football. Doesn't I mean they tried it in, in Europe, remember the NFL Europe? And it just didn't work. You know, it just did not work. And I think it's I think it's NFL because it's very complicated.
1: Well I think there's a I think there's a toughness that people from America want to associate with themselves. I mean, I think that they want to say, Yeah, we're tougher than these Europeans because we won World Wars One and Two. I think that there's still some of that in there. If you look at boxing, the heavyweight champs are both Russian. If yep. you look at some of the toughest fighters ever in boxing, they're from Mexico. Yep. If you look at some of the toughest guys in the UFC, they're from Brazil. America's not this tough, tougher than everyone else in the world country, but we like to think of ourselves that but, way. But
3: can I ask what's wrong with that? There's nothing
1: wrong with yeah, it I all.
3: mean, what's wrong with thinking your country's tough and better than every other country? There isn't. But There's there isn't. not, but the, the,
2: it only affects it when you're, you have foreigners playing in the sport that you have here. You know? But again,
1: and, in, in basketball, how tough can you actually really be? This isn't a sport where fist fighting is not allowed anymore. Yeah. We've seen Evan Fournier come over here from France, and he uses, uh, he uses his hands quite a bit, and he gets called for a lot of fouls because he's a physical defender with his hands. So he's not allowed to do that in the NBA because in the NBA you're not allowed to touch another guy. So that's a soft sport altogether. The NBA is a soft sport. It's not that the players from Europe are soft. The whole sport's soft now. You don't have tough guys. You don't have 90s basketball where you know Charles Barkley shooting free throws with an eye that's almost swollen shut. You don't see that stuff anymore. But
3: I would say that there is a connection, possibly a spurious connection, right, that – Between the the time frame of when European players became uh, a daily and more frequent occurrence within the NBA as to when the NBA started becoming less of a tough man sport, less of a competitive, uh, less of a physical, less of a contact sport, which is what I think if anybody has seen old clips from from the 80s and and previous, you would say this is a tough sport. I mean, guys were bleeding out there. The guys were getting on the floor. Now not so much. And I don't know if that has to do with the the elevation and and the the way that young players are treated kind of like prima donnas and kind of fill that role. But you can see a correlation between the European influence on the game and the uh, desire of the NBA and David Stern to make it an international sport but there was also to grow the, their footprint. Yeah. And,
1: and, I mean, the NBA altered their rules around Michael Jordan. They wanted to showcase his skill set, and they didn't want what the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks were doing to him to be something that happened to star players. They couldn't afford to have Michael Jordan break something and be gone during the prime of his career. Well, and right? that,
2: that, part of that translates to the Knicks' heat brawls. Of the late 90s. All the brawls that used to take and, place. And that was actually more than the European coming in. That the brawls of the late 90s with uh, specifically the Heat and the Knicks, which got really bad. And just because that's how relentlessly tough these teams were. and I believe it was Van Gundy and Riley um, coaching against each other at the time. That was more reaction to that. Then that's the way that the sport evolved was because it was getting too brutal. I think you know you, uh, Ross, Nate, and I have all spoken about watching '90s basketball, and because I mean, all three of us are in our 30s, and that's that's our. Basically, our heyday it was 90s basketball and watching the Knicks clobber the crap out of Michael Jordan when he drove to the hole. I mean that was part of that and you saw it. The but Detroit there was
1: Pistons right before the, that. The yeah.
2: Detroit Pistons and then you, – you know, but the Europeans of that time was like Sharunas Marcellonis and uh, – Detlef Schrempf. Detlef Schrempf, who was tough. He it was India. German. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> who was the big – Arvita Sabonis.
1: Arvita Sabonis a little bit later. And –
2: Tony, Tony coach and he was sorry. with the Bulls, and um, all these players were—they were Europeans in the game. Drazenpe- tough, man. Drazen Pekovic. Drazen Pekovic was a fan. Drazen. Petr- Petrovich was a very good basketball player. Tony and unfortunately s- died in a car accident. Tony Kukoc was about as soft as Charmin. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, oh, he God. was. Yes, he was. Arvita Sabonis was tough, but uh, you know
3: what? If You put Tony Kukoc in today's NBA; he's one of the toughest dudes there is.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably so. Compared to, but that's everyone. I mean, you have LeBron complaining about people fouling him too hard in that game where they lost. I mean, come on.
1: It's a a funny league because I don't think the league as a whole is as tough as it used to be. So if you want to start pointing out individuals for being soft or whatever, I mean, I just don't think you can do it anymore, really. I mean, I I guess I would look at – I don't know which players I would label soft. I'd have to sit down and kind of look at it and think of – which which guys off these teams are soft? I mean, I still I'm still thinking right now in my head, Manu Ginobili may be a soft guy, but Manu tough. Ginobili's Manu Ginobili's tough. Is
2: a tough guy. He's, yeah. he's, I mean, he, he may sacrifices flop a, his body. He I may mean, flop a lot, but man, he really is gets in there and uh, he gives up his body. He gives he, up. He falls yeah. harder than anybody
1: if he's flopping or if he's actually driving. But, that is
3: true. And then there's also the other thing of well, you see a guy like Danilo Gallinari, and he's Baby say, baby faced, clean cut, no tats, product in the hair. Armani model. You know what I mean, right? Like, and this is like, okay, this guy's, you know, this guy's a pussy man. Like, look at him; he's all pretty boy. (laughs) Screw that guy. You know what I mean? Same with David Beckham, right? Uh, Same, same thing, right? You know what? This guy, he's a pussy. Like, look at him. He's all pretty boyed up. Get some tats, right? You know what? Why don't you go smash your face into a hot iron, like, five or six times like Pau Gasol did, and then we'll start calling you a tough European guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) There's also that, too. Yeah, there's that effect. And it might not have anything to do with necessarily the fact that the dude's from, uh, you know, Manila, Italy or whatever. It just might be like, you know what? He's yeah, Milano, Milano. <laughs> yeah, that's a question. Where's Milano? He's from where? The, he's from where the envelope? <laughs> yeah. His father? His father worked at the envelope factory. Yeah, I and mean, I think <laughs> there is. Yeah. But uh, look at this. I mean, Tom Brady. there is that too, but right? I mean, Tom,
2: Tom Brady's a pretty boy.
3: Yeah, and people call him a pussy, yeah, and, and and yeah, it's, and it's what is it with it it about, like attractive
2: at people that they they automatically assume that they couldn't possibly be touched, and that there's this hey, golden halo around. I them. deal
3: with this. All the time. Yeah, I'm That's all I hear from <laughs> 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 But I think two of them There is yeah. that. Now, can I just ask, who was this person in the media? Can you? I mean, this is a podcast. Who was it? It was Mark Kisla. It was Kisla. I thought Kisla was all defending the Nuggets, saying, no, saying I, I, the Nuggets I, what, are going to be He good. wasn't saying they
2: were they were soft. He was just... Implying some things. And There's I been a
3: lot of people into. that have talked about Gallinari
1: being soft for years. I mean, it's it's been a thing that's followed him around from a lot of different people, national
3: media, and you I have like elements it's because <laughs> all of the people in the media, for the most part, especially the mainstream guys, they're like what five six, five seven, like little Jewish guys or whatever. The only person in the NBA that they Jewish. think they could beat up is the Gallinari guy because they look at Carmelo Anthony, who might be ten times softer and Gallinari, but he's a big black dude who's all tatted up from New York City, so they can't call him soft, right? <laughs> it could be true. <laughs> I mean, and you think of this the, is a, that was a really good point. But the the yeah.
1: recent interview too with Vic Lombardi, where you know he asked Gallo, what do you, what do you feel about this injury? And Gallo's answer is, it makes me want to hit somebody in the face. Like I, I don't know who it would be, but I want to go oh, punch somebody in the <laughs> face. And and like, wait, wait,
3: did you say you want to hit somebody in the face, or did you want to put a hit out on somebody? Oh, what right. you say, Gallinari? Wait, need to be clear.
1: Which one was it? <laughs> it, it was very. It am, I like tenth, am
3: I like the tenth guy who said that joke? I
1: don't know. No, no, that's the first one. I've heard. Oh, here we go. The the go. Original. Still, still, only semi funny
2: <laughs> 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 Well, anyway, that's that's my rant. It's just like I don't like the sti- I the, the stigma is is starting. It's starting to get offensive because to there you? are so many European players in the NBA, and the NBA, the sport itself, as Nate pointed out, is not a tough sport. So it's like. Well, it's not a tough sport, but like
1: I said, with Fournier, be, Fournier tough. is over here playing in the NBA as a rookie, and he's a very physical defender, and he's being blasted or he's being called for fouls for being too physical. So, how is this Frenchman? I don't think anybody in the U.S. would consider France to be a tough country, and it's a country that a lot of people like to poke fun at. But this French kid comes over here, and he's being
3: whistled for being too physical, for being too tough. I, I hear you, and that's the thing. Well, we and he's to... the prettiest boy of them all, maybe. It's... He's pretty he's pretty pretty. But I like him. He's Half, tough. He's oh scrapped. I like Half, him, yeah, he's, he's great. He's sinewy, well, you know he's, what I mean? He's sinewy, like he's he's skinny, but he's kinda like all muscle. Who is that guy? Uh that I, I used to hate him.
1: Muggsy Bugs.
3: No, no, no. Uh no, no, no. No, 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 no. Tall, skinny. great Goster Tag. Uh, I want to say Bryant Prince Reeves. Not, not Tom Prince. Chambers. No, black guy, Pierce Prince. Uh there a guy named Prince? Not Prince Fielder. Certainly uh, not Tayshaun skinny. Prince? Tayshon Prince, yeah. From Isn't the tall and skinny, kind of lanky. Really lanky, Memphis yeah. Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, may yeah. May or yeah. may
1: not have one state of Venus Williams, I believe.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, like, right? He's kind. He and Fournier kind of have similar builds, right? But uh, uh, <laughs> <Prince, laughs> No. No, Prince has much longer arms. And <laughs> <laughs> no, not at no, all. No, not at all? I don't
1: think so. Prince is kind of that I long, stringy muscle.
3: A, like, that's what Fournier is, gangly. right? I think Fournier. You as Fournier, Fournier fills out, as he gets older. I mean, how okay, old is he? want years old. Twenty. Yeah. He's going to look more like Tayshon Prince. You want to describe? Mark my words. <laughs> if you
2: want to describe Tayshon Prince, you, if, you describe Prince you, if you see that internet meme, uh, slender man. That's basically what, what he is. So I don't I actually like know it. You
3: gotta games. look that. Up. I don't. I don't have cable, Jeff. Internet. I don't have internet, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Internet. Well, here's what I say, Jeff. I don't think there's any reason to get offended over any sort of European, you know, kind of calling European players soft. I don't think there's any need for you. Morton from Thornton. The likes of you. <laughs> Morton from Thornton should not be carrying the burden of these poor European millionaires who are playing in the NBA.
2: Well, it's just, it's like, there we go. It. It's the money thing. That's another rant. Well, that's, well if you ask people
1: rant, to define why a guy is soft, you'll get varying answers that are just more ridiculous than the next. And you're like, okay, well, clearly – that's not the Clearly, case. you're
2: just – it's confirmation bias as far as you're concerned, especially when they get injured. You know, who And you, Jeff, have
3: no bias towards Denny LoGalman. I,
2: I actually have am unabashedly a fan of his and I always admit it. Because <laughs> what <laughs> I saw
3: – I think I read that article you were talking about with Kisla. I was like, all the Nuggets fans are going to be stoked because he's finally talking about something positive mm-hmm. about and the he Nuggets. Was, and his
2: article and this is was fine. Optimistic. I actually this had was, no yeah. problem with his article. A good article. But it was the – Crap! He was putting out on Twitter that was offensive. So that's that's that was the difference, and I made the mistake of calling him on his bullshit, and that was that was not a. I don't I think that's a mistake. That was that was not no. That's and that's uh, the funny a, part that we've <laughs> talked about with. That's a long story, and <laughs> we will not go into. That's the
1: funny part that we've talked about with blogs, though, is you know, kind of when we started. I mean, there's some podcast outstands stands that claim that they used to. <laughs> Claim that they cover the media, and it's like that was kind of what blogs used to do. That's what I used to do back in, you know, 0- 05, 06, when I was writing for these crazy basketball boards and all these different things was you'd talk about how your team was being covered in the media and how the coverage was lacking from the national, from the local, whatever, and that was kind of a big deal. And now that we're kind of getting to a point where we're more, you know, we're creating news, we're offering our own take because we kind of, you know, we've, we've – uh, what do you call it? Gained some a, a tone of credibility, or whatever mm-hmm. what the hell yeah. you want to
2: notoriety. Like that?
1: that you know, it's like should we should we still be looking at the way the Nuggets are covered? We do like to share information about the team. We want people to read what other you know good writers are putting out there about the Nuggets from yeah. analytical standpoints, opinion pieces, yeah. whatever. So it's it's kind of a funny place because yeah, you're like, well, you know if you if you talk too much about it, if you're critical of stuff then you kind of catch some grief and it's like, well, hey, we are a blog still. yeah, we are doing some some different things, but we are still, I mean, we're everything. we encompass everything. And right? this
3: is one of the things I've been meaning to talk to you guys about and and I've been meaning to talk to uh, Colin Nielsen about. there seems to be and like what you just said, two thousand five, two thousand six, you guys are getting into blogging. you guys are kind of reporting. On reporters, you guys are taking the the information and the scoops that other people generated, and you're reporting on them. And then at that point, right, there's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder saying, "You know what? I'm not I'm I'm not held to the same level as these guys that are you know working for the Denver Post and the Rocky Mountain News." And you guys, I think if you could give me a moment to uh, give you guys a little constructive criticism here, followed briefly by or quickly by a compliment. You guys have carried you down only to bring you up again. <laughs> you guys have carried that chip on your shoulder into today's environment where you guys probably should have realized that it's been a couple years now that you guys have been at the same level of them. And I talk and I and I remember talking, Jeff, you were talking about. it. You don't understand why uh, this, was, you know, this was a few weeks ago. Nuggets are in the midst of a big win streak, and you're talking about how the local media is not getting on board with the Nuggets. Yeah. They're still talking about yeah, the Dumerville fiasco when they're not covering the Nuggets. And you guys are saying, why doesn't the mainstream media in this town cover that? Why don't they? Why don't they? Why don't they? And I think to myself, wow, would, would the writer for the Rocky Mountain News have complained about what the Denver Post was doing 10 years ago? No, because guess what? You guys are doing it better. So you guys think that the mainstream media isn't covering it because you guys aren't mainstream because you guys are on the internet? Well, I'm sorry. The bottom line is podcasting, blogging, whatever you want to call it, this is the mainstream media. This is where everybody's paying attention to. Mm -hmm. This is what Sandy Clough sat in this very seat two weeks ago and said is the future. You guys are there. So I'm saying why care what Kisla says? You know what I mean? Don't even give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. Don't even, don't even justify, and don't even, you know, don't even like validate his point of view. No matter how ill advised it is, no matter how li- much, how little work he's doing out there w- walking the beat. I'm saying, you know what? You guys are doing it, and you don't need them to validate what you guys do. It's the other way around. My
2: my mistake was, and that's the. I mean, that, my mistake was waiting in on that night. Well, I, that's
1: the um, that's a conundrum, though. That's yeah. the conundrum of you know, do we still? Look at what everybody else is doing, or do we just, you know, trunk you ahead with our own and right. then you Look know, it, throw throwing the good stuff yeah. that we like? That if I stumbled across it, throw that out there, whatever else, move charge ahead. And
3: you know. guys are killing it in the blog, you guys are killing it on this podcast. The guys uh, down the street, the South Stands guys, are killing it on their blog and on their podcast. Yeah, uh, the guys Definitely. at 5280 Hoop Show, we got. New podcasts popping up in this city every single day. Who was I talking to today on Twitter? Uh, Andy Mack. Andy, Andy, Max, Andy Max got his podcast going on. I mean, it is we are now in this time where there are alternatives, and and we're providing as good or better coverage than any professional, uh, so called professional can can do out there. And so I say, you know, why why do we care so much about the lack of coverage? You guys cover the Nuggets all day every day. Couldn't Over it everybody. be? Couldn't everybody. it be? Just because? I mean, God, how long, how long did Sandy Cluff go on in his radio program about the your, uh, Nate Timmons? Your, your post about the Western Conference playoffs? Yeah, he talked about, about it for fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. a not, whole
2: not, a whole segment on it.
3: Not because he wanted to kiss your ass. It's because it's the only place that actually spelled it out. Yep, that is true. <laughs> that is true. And
1: uh, sticking in that same light, of breath and getting here, in that guys. yeah, standing in that <laughs> same light, guys. Uh, we'll wrap up our portion of this. We're gonna get into uh, something very special for everybody out there. We got an exclusive interview from uh, April ninth, still today. <laughs> I checked the date on that. You're gonna say
3: that you're looking at your notes to be like Wilson Chandler, whatever <laughs> yeah, is. Uh, what was his
1: name again? Yeah, but uh, the man of mystery, the man that's uh, getting in the spotlight right now for the Denver Nuggets, Wilson Chandler. We got a, a special interview with him coming right up. Anything else, you guys? Uh, Adding, rapping. I don't know. Was that everything? Drive home did safe. Did we do
3: headlines? Wait, did we do headlines? We did. We did yeah. do headlines. Oh, okay. We even they brought
1: Renee. The, the world
2: renowned headlines. We did that. <laughs>
1: the world renowned. But yeah, we'll, uh, let's take a short one. We'll come back and we're going to have Wilson Chandler right here telling you uh, a little bit about himself. And uh, we're going to play a little game with Wilson. I'm going to embarrass the uh, living crap out of myself and try to sing him a little rap.
3: Awesome. Awesome.
1: on location at the pepsi center and we're here with denver nuggets forward wilson chandler wilson thanks for joining us thanks for uh being here i yeah. guess us is just me <laughs> <Anytime>. <laughs> all right so wilson is a 25 year old forward you're going to be 26 in about a month may 10th right uh getting to be an old man in yeah. nba nba terms at that point right
4: yeah i'm uh, officially a vet now
1: you're officially a veteran <laughs> Uh, you grew up in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Can you describe to us a little bit about, about your hometown and what it was like?
4: Um, it's a small town, uh kinda one of those towns that everybody know everybody. Um, so um, you know, I had a lot of friends and you know. Uh it's just I don't know, it's right on the lake it's right on Lake Michigan, so um you know, nice beaches, um mostly black though, so um it's not a lot of different races. Though.
1: Yeah, and it was pretty close to it's pretty close to South Bend, Indiana. Is it kind of is there a lot of Notre Dame fans in that area?
4: Uh, There's a few, mostly uh, Michigan or Michigan State fans, even though we are closest to Notre Dame.
1: And Western Michigan University is in South Bend, right?
4: Uh, no, Western Michigan is in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, about uh, 35 minutes away.
1: Okay, that's not not too far. Not too far. Though. Not too far. All right. So you grew up. Uh, what was it like? Did you ever go to the water? Did you go to the beaches?
4: Yeah, uh, beach was like one of. The, uh, Best spots to go to there Uh, One of the most Popular spots You know There's not too many Things to do So it's either Go to the beach Or go to Notre Dame Or go to Chicago Or something like that
1: Would you go out uh, Like on boats Or anything Or just kind of Hanging out on the beach Swimming or
4: Well I can't swim So I'm just uh, Mostly on the beach Or on the rivers uh, Fishing or something like that I do not swim well, so I hear you there. I hate the water. I'm from
1: I'm from Denver, and I grew up on like five acres. We had and like horses and stuff, and it was I mean, there's no water here, as you know. There's really nothing around unless you, you know, kind of want to make a drive somewhere. Um, and, and you've talked about before. I've read in some interviews you grew up uh, with your grandmother Olivia, yeah. um, and you've described her as kind of having a soft spoken personality, but strict as well. Or...
4: Um, she wasn't really too strict. So, uh, she's kind of like the nice guy. My grandfather was like the mean guy. Yeah. So it was like a uh, kind of like good cop bad cop.
1: Do you think you get a little bit of? her personality in you, the soft-spoken side?
4: Yeah, far as being quiet and just, you know, being uh, soft-spoken, uh, that's from her. But um, sometimes I get irritated uh, kind of fast, and I think I get that from my grandfather. You know, uh, his birthday is a few days after mine, so we both toured, me, him, and my father.
1: Do you have, like, a story that sticks out about about them and something, something involving you?
4: Uh, not really. It's like... You no, know, now I get in trouble or something. My grandma should would be the one like I don't put you on punishment. My grandfather was like, nah, he need a, he need more than a punishment. But he uh, was he was kind of the same all the time, real strict. He was really mean, so but you know um, you know he loved me, so I understood.
1: Yeah, that always works out though. Tough love, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, and you told me that you had an uncle and you used to sneak into his room to listen to NWA and to Eazy
4: yeah, my 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 uh, grandmother's youngest son and youngest daughter, um, and maybe in the mid, late 30s now. So um, they was around the era, like the, uh, the NWAs, the Ice Cube, the Scarface, UGKs, stuff like that.
1: So would you credit your uncle a little bit for getting you into rap music and stuff?
4: Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, they was like um, the rap music, and then the older ones was like the, the oldies like Temptations and Marvin Gaye and stuff like that. Then my grandmother and then was like, uh, like the Muddy Waters, the B.B. Kings, stuff like that. So nice. Different eras of music.
1: So how did you kind of get into playing basketball as a kid and where would you play basketball?
4: Uh, my grandmother, she actually played when she was in high school. Um, and uh, she loved the Chicago Bulls. So growing up, you know, she used to watch the Chicago Bulls on the WGN channel all the time. So like, so kind of got into it like that.
1: So she was a Bulls fan uh, in Michigan, yeah. more so than a Detroit Pistons fan.
4: Yeah, it's kind of tricky because uh, where we at is like right on the border of Indiana and Michigan, almost. So we was like an hour, hour and fifteen, hour and thirty from Chicago, and maybe three hours from Detroit. So she was, she was, a, she was a Michael Jordan fan. So it kind of made her a Chicago Bulls
1: fan. Did she, uh, if she did follow the Pistons, at all did she ever see Scott Hastings play with the Pistons?
4: I don't think she ever followed the Pistons. <laughs> okay, uh, she she followed basketball, but she. Now she knows a lot of guys, but then she, I think she was just like a real real big Michael Jordan fan.
1: So did you follow her in those same footsteps of being a Bulls fan as well and a Jordan fan?
4: Yeah, somewhat, yeah.
1: And what was it about Jordan's game? Or did you see Jordan like in the, in the first championship years, like in the early 90s, or were you more so the second?
4: I've probably seen him, but, you know, I was maybe four or five no, those couple years, so I don't really remember. But the, uh, the later years was 97 and stuff like that, yeah, I remember
1: good teams. I remember the the seventy two and ten Bulls played here, and the Nuggets actually beat them that year. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, I was actually at that game. I was up in the rafters with my buddy as a kid. That's we nice. saw saw Raouf score like thirty plus against them. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, nice. It worked out. So we will get like kids asking me, you know, how do you get into writing and stuff like that? And do you ever have kids reach out to you wondering, you know, how did you get into the NBA? How much kind of work did you have to put in? Like, give us a sense, a little bit of. How much work you actually had to put in growing up to become a basketball player?
4: Honestly, I always loved basketball, but I was more of a playing in my backyard, played at the park. And then, you know, I was on the team in 6th, 7th, 8th grade, but never really took it serious until maybe like 11th grade. That's when I started taking it really serious, you know. And um, then when I got to college, and I think that's when I started working really hard, like maybe I can go to the NBA. Now I was in high school, I was pretty good, but I don't know if the NBA... Is actually my future But when I got to college I was like I'd, I'd probably go to the NBA So that's when I Kind of start working uh, Really hard
1: What was it Like That feeling of Thinking you might be able To play in the NBA And then realizing You could play in the NBA Was that
4: Um, Just When I When I was in college You know, we played against A few teams That had um, NBA prospects And I do pretty good Like So I was like Man if he goes to the NBA I know I can go to the NBA So I, I just need to get in the gym I just need to work on a few things And just really
1: hard. <laughs> and so you you grew up in Michigan. You went to DePaul in Chicago. Obviously, got drafted by the New York Knicks. You were there. You're in Denver. You've been to China. You traveled a, a lot of places. What what are some of your favorite places to go to?
4: Uh, I like Milan with, with Gallo's from. Well, he's from outside of Milan, but uh, that's a nice city. We went there. I went there twice actually I went there once When we played with the Knicks uh, We played in an uh, exhibition seat And um, I went there again For Adidas camp In the summertime Maybe last Summer before last So man It's a great city Um Rome's a great city It's kind of like Milan and Rome is kind of like The difference between the LA and the New York maybe Oh really? Okay sense. Um, In China um, I went to Hong Kong That was nice It's not considered China actually But it was nice And uh, in Beijing I went to see like the tourism spots, the uh, Great Wall, the Forbidden City, and uh, went to Shanghai. It was actually a dope city. Shanghai is probably one of my favorite cities I visit. How did
1: you like the food over there? Did you were you able to get acquainted to that?
4: Um, I tried some of the food. It's different. It's different from the American Chinese food here. Right. Yeah. So it's very <laughs> different. It was a lot of uh, a lot of KFC and McDonald's over there, and they delivered. So.
1: So you stuck <laughs> so, to that? Yeah. Would that be something that the nutritionists here would have approved of? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to get by, right? You can't just get by on the crazy stuff. So, how about how about places that you'd want to go? Is there some still some places on your your bucket list or that you'd like to travel to?
4: Yeah, I actually heard a lot about the Croatian islands. I heard it was really nice, so maybe one day I can uh, visit. Croatian islands,
1: and uh, would that be somewhere where like Timothy Mozgov would be able to take you?
4: No, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can take me to Saint Petersburg.
1: <laughs> yeah, somewhere more inland. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. So, an islander. But you don't swim.
4: No I'll swim, but it's nice though. Islands are nice, nice beaches, nice clear water. It's like paradise. But you gotta,
1: you gotta take some lessons or something, some swimming yeah. lessons. I can just go. They got the pool here, right?
4: I just go up to maybe my waist to my chest, <laughs> and I'm good. Yeah, I know my limits.
1: I've always kind of, I used to even freak out when I get in swimming pools as a kid, because for some reason I'd believe that there was sharks in there. <laughs> So it would scare me. I didn't want to get in swimming pools, or if I was in there by myself, I'd be like, I know there's a shark in here, but obviously that couldn't possibly be true.
4: The Jaws effect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what it was. I think it was a Jaws effect, and my sister was probably making me watch that as a kid, but I don't know. All right, so I'd also read that uh, in a 2000 New York Post interview with uh, Steve Serby that you said your favorite food was pepperoni pizza. Is that still true?
4: Um, Yes, they're my favorite Pork is like my downfall. I try to stay away from pork, especially pepperoni pizza and bacon, but it's tough. Yeah. It caused me.
1: And I saw you post recently on Twitter you are at the Sushi Den.
4: Yeah, that was my first time going, actually. It was nice. What was your first time having sushi, though? My first time having sushi, maybe 2007. I'm not a big sushi fan, but if if it's a nice spot, i you will know, go. So you would probably
1: be making a return trip to the Sushi Den?
4: Yeah, definitely.
1: Or maybe find some other spots in Denver, too. There's a pretty good sushi in Denver, I think. Yeah, that's what I heard. Somebody told
4: right. me it was somewhere on maybe 32nd Street, something like that. I don't know. Somebody don't tweeted not. me out and they seen me uh, say I was in a uh, sushi den.
1: Like Hoppa over in the Highlands or something like that?
4: Really? I, I might try that out. It's always pretty good.
1: And then I also saw you wrote recently about the uh, the Broke documentary on Twitter. Uh, is that have you thinking maybe a little bit about a career after basketball?
4: Yeah, definitely, but... I- I always thought about that before the series, but it's crazy to, to see something like that. Um, they actually made a documentary on it. But it's not, sometimes it's not about about you, it's about the people around you, like friends and family, you know. Uh, I don't think they quite understand stuff like that. They just see, like, you know, you Google, they see, like, the $7 million. They don't think about the taxes or, you know, your expenses, living, daughter, you know, stuff like that.
1: That's very true, and, and there's also a lot of there's a story out there with, uh, like Antoine Walker supporting, you know, multiple people or whatever. That's what I'm you know? saying.
4: Like, people think, you know, that stuff don't add up. Every little thing adds up. Yeah. So you have to have a life after basketball. So.
1: What do you think you'd like to get into after basketball? Have you ever given that any thought?
4: Um, I have. I'm still thinking about it. Um, definitely has to be something I love, though, so I can pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm indecisive, so. I try to do a couple small business ventures, um, just something small, so if I lose it's not too much of a big deal just see how how it goes you've had a
1: little you have involvement with the Bucks clothing company right
4: uh yeah those was actually um guys I met when I first got to New York and they were really good guys you know and they uh started uh it was actually an online service like um like with rap and stuff like that then they then people started to like the logo. They made T-shirts just for, just for the uh, people that was involved in it, and people actually started asking for them. So that's how the T-shirt line came about.
1: Does that have you interested Because I know you even, you'll even post stuff on about clothing and shoes as well. Maybe that would be something you could get into. Yeah,
4: definitely. I like I love clothes and I love shoes even more. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, something you know, I think about in the future.
1: Did you ever think about what you would do if you didn't get into the NBA, if you weren't a basketball player, what you might have done?
4: That's tough. Um it's very
1: tough.
4: I don't know. I don't know. I never thought about it that way.
1: Yeah, it's hard to look at now yeah. since you made it, right? That's yeah. what you focused on. because yeah,
4: before, before I thought about the NBA, I don't know what I was going to do. I was a shields guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you made it, so you don't have to worry about it now, right? All right, and I also read in uh, another interview that you had a, your favorite actor, and you listed Omar Epps as a favorite actor.
4: Yeah, I, I think that was. When I was younger And I was very young I was like Juice Like that kind of area That era I mean um, I think now My favorite actor Just You know As um, far as versatility uh, Maybe Johnny Depp He play a lot of movies He play Blow He you play uh, Alice He you play A uh, good character Alice Wonderland You just have uh, He have different roles And every time he does it He's still good I think about seeing The Lone
1: Ranger Where he plays Tonto
4: Yeah That would be pretty good
1: it's kind of weird, though. I mean, to have just the white dude playing the Native American it seems kind of funny to me. But
4: yeah.
1: he's a good character. He yeah. ought to be able to pull it off.
4: Yeah, definitely. If he can pull off Jack Sparrow, he can pull it
1: off. I would say my favorite Omar Epps character would probably be Darnell Jefferson from The Program. Yeah. Did you ever see The Program? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good movie. It might have been a little unrealistic, but I liked it. Very, very unrealistic. <laughs> but it was a good one. Uh, so if you were to be an actor in a movie, what do you think your ideal character? ideal character to play would be like
4: maybe uh, Bush McCray and Blue Chip something like that
1: Bush McCray yeah. the part played by Anthony Hardaway
4: yeah uh, maybe something like that or maybe just the actual i uh, really not acting I'm just walking past <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do too much well,
1: that's the easy part you don't have to remember any lines or anything right. for that <laughs> so you wouldn't want to do uh, what What if there was just a, a role written for you still just want to be a basketball player
4: Uh, I don't know it depends I guess Maybe uh, maybe a gangster or something like a mob movie.
1: I've seen you talking about watching Little Sons of Anarchy as well, so you can maybe play. That's the my role favorite
4: down. TV show, man. Yeah, I watched it. Um, actually, I was in. Um, I was chilling with Jr. One time, he's like, he's like, I watched Sons. I'm like, what's they like? SoA. He like, so like watched one episode. So I, me, him, and the sister was watching it. And I was like, man, it's pretty good. And I started watching. I got into it, and every since like my favorite show.
1: Do you feel like it's gotten a little bit away from the original storyline?
4: Yeah, I mean, the first few seasons was way better, but it's still a pretty good show.
1: It kind of seems like the, any show like that, that it starts to get, like the characters start to become caricatures of themselves or right. something. It's,
4: yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, I mean, I think the only, the only show that was probably as good as it when it first started, maybe Entourage or something like that. Yeah,
1: Entourage but, was good.
4: Like, even Walking Dead is kind of like, uh, I think I'm done with it
1: yeah walking Dead's is getting a little little humany yeah. we had a buddy uh one of my friends we were trying to talk him into becoming a ufc fighter <laughs> so that he could move to vegas and then we could be in his entourage i was <laughs> i was like i could probably be your cut man i could figure out how to help you out there and we have somebody that does like marketing like we could get this whole thing going but
4: yeah, that'd be nice
1: yeah, yeah we couldn't talk him into training though
4: yeah, i like the ufc man i want to catch a fight i've never seen one live i want to catch one one day.
1: They had a uh, UFC 135 was here. It was uh, John yeah. Bones Jones and Rampage.
4: I was here and then I left. And then uh, I think Amy texted me like they have a UFC fight now. I, already, I left and I go out of town already.
1: Yeah, it should be. You got to catch the next one. I was I was actually got to go to that one. That was the only one I've ever been to.
4: Yeah, I want to catch one of those. And uh, I want to catch a NASCAR race because Jim just talks about it all the time. Jim Gillen.
1: Jim Gillen, the, the trainer. He
4: like the best thing in the world. So.
1: <laughs> I got a tip for you. If you go to a UFC fight, if they have one at Pepsi Center. You get like a club level seat because that way you can see over into the cage right,
4: just like like baseball yeah.
1: yeah yeah it makes it a little bit easier a little bit better but uh all right man so you also you're a fan of cartoons yes yes let's say that uh you could play a part in a cartoon or have your likeness in a cartoon
4: oh man it'd probably be a few cartoons um i like uh maybe hey arnold that's one of my favorites um Doug, Doug, funny. Yeah, I, I like uh. Nobody really kind of remember this cartoon, but uh, Pirates of the Dark Water.
1: Pirates of the Dark Water. I, I don't remember. It yeah.
4: These come on cartoon network. It was it was really good. Uh, I like a lot of cartoons old and uh. It, it could be a number of characters.
1: So you could be uh. You'd want to play like a pirate in that one, perhaps.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my favorites too is Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Probably, probably be Jerry though Because he wins all the time
1: <laughs> And that'd be one that you wouldn't have to talk in either You, right. could just, <laughs> yeah. you just have to run around in that one, right?
4: <laughs> hey, Tom probably talked Maybe three times in the whole, the whole series
1: Yeah, I noticed in like, the newer versions of it I've heard him talking
4: No, nah, I don't like the I'm newer like, versions yeah, Mike, what are The newer doing? versions of that Transformers and stuff like that nah. I like like the old Transformers The very first one uh, G.I. Joe uh, Gigantor uh, Voltron
1: those are all good. There's a, there's a group of Nuggets fans, and every time uh, the games are about to start, they start tweeting out Voltron, like hashtagging Voltron. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've never seen that. So they refer to you guys Ice-tape. as like Voltron, like teaming up and
4: coming together. I tight. It's kind of good. Never the Power Rangers, though,
1: just Voltron. <laughs> never the Power Rangers, no. I was, uh, when I was growing up, I used to have to catch a bus, um... I don't know. Long story, but I to have to catch a bus with this lady, so I have to wait at her house to go to the bus. Yeah. And this kid that was there was way younger than I was, and he had to watch Power Rangers. <laughs> like before he left, he'd start, he'd freak out and start crying. <coughs> so it always, I was like sitting there for like a half hour having to watch Power Rangers. And yeah, it was, I hate Power
4: Rangers. That's the only it was thing the on Fox, Fox, on Saturday mornings. I used to hate Power Rangers, but everything else, the X Men, the original X Men. Really
1: yeah, but I knew as a kid that it was a bad show. Yeah, so I, I count yeah, myself lucky for that. All right, Wilson, I'm going to play a little bit of a game with you now. I'm going to – you like to post on Twitter. You post rap lyrics, and then you'll give away your answers kind of quickly sometimes as to who they are. So I'm going to to ask you some rap lyrics, or I might actually even try to, I don't know, sing them a little bit. (laughs) It could be embarrassing for myself, but we're going to see if you can match the lyric to a rapper. Okay. All right. And I'll even play a little bit of the song afterwards so that people can actually know what it is. All right, ready for this first one? Yeah,
4: go ahead. All right.
1: I sip the Tom, uh, blah, 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 blah. That was awful. All right, here we go. All right. I sip the Dom P, watching Gandhi tell I'm charged, then writing in my book of rhymes all the words past the margin to that's hold nice. the mic I'm throbbing. Nas. Nice. That is, that is Nas. Nice. Do you know the song that that's from?
4: It's off his first CD, Illmatic.
1: It is indeed. Here's a little bit of that song here. I
4: sit the dumb peak watching Gandhi till I'm charged and writing in my book of rhymes all the words past the margin. The whole mic, I'm dropping. That's a classic.
1: That is a classic. That's off the Illmatic album, and that's the the nickname we're coining for you here, Willmatic. Yeah. We're trying to get started, that was off the Illmatic album from 1994. Yeah,
4: that was one of the best rap albums ever.
1: And you were born in what, 87? 87, yeah. So you were... About seven years old. Yeah, so it came out
4: when it first came out. Really wasn't big, big on it. But uh, as I got older, maybe high, later in high school and college, that's when I listened to it. like, man, this album's good.
1: Yeah, it was a classic for sure. And do you do you own like a CD of it?
4: Yeah, I have. I actually have the um, a gold disc of it. Yeah, this is all gold. It's in a case. It came in a case. I got that, and I have the purple tape. The only built for Cuba Link stuff. Where
1: do you buy those from?
4: I, got it, I actually got it from a store in Chicago called um, RSV, RSVP Gallery.
1: RSVP Gallery? Yeah. Nice. That's pretty sweet, man. It's a good little collection to have. All right, man, you're one for one so far. I got five of them here, okay. so we'll see if we can match your five-for-five uh, five performance against the Bulls from Three Point Land. Right. Let's see if we can do that. All right, here's the second one. All right, this one I'm going to get a little uh, more voice inflection, perhaps. All right. I'm a water dude. Jet skis, water pools, surfing the wave, I'm hurting the wave, like Cowabunga dude. This forty Cali caliber Cowabunga you, bump you like Cowabumpa do.
4: That's Killer Cam, Cameron.
1: Killer Cam, Cameron. on That
4: Cameron Or did Juel Santana. is Juel Santana, um, Juel Santana, um, off his second city with the game is missing. Uh, what song is that? Hey, that's Juel's, um.
1: You got everything. The song is just so hard to know because you know nobody really knows.
4: I know the song though. Uh, Tik, no, it's not TikTok. I don't know. What's the name? Of song? I know it though. I know this. Give me a few seconds. <laughs> uh, it's off his second CD.
1: You want me singing again? Did that help? Did that really bring true to to Jewel Santana?
4: <laughs> I'm like, I'm nice. Uh, it's that song?
1: What's the name of the song? <laughs> it's uh, the Oh Yes. Oh Yes, yeah. So, oh yes, here's a little bit from that
4: song.
1: Yeah, that's it. So, I got the wave part in there, Yeah, They yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: gave it away a little bit. It gave it away.
1: So, that was, yeah, Jewel said 10 off yeah. What the Game Has Been Missing from 2005. Yeah. So you're a little uh, a little older when that one came out.
4: Yeah, I was I was a real big dipset fan when they f- when they first came out. A very big dipset fan.
1: I mean I think I think this one might stump you, but we'll find out. Okay. We'll find out here. Alright. When you ready, beep. I was born ready, and I was already on Fish and Spaghetti.
4: Nah, that's G-Dep, man. That's <laughs> G-Dep.
1: <laughs> Very good. That's G-Dep. That's let's Dep. get it from uh, the yeah. Child of the Ghetto album from 2001. I
4: oh, do no, Fish and Spaghetti. Yeah.
1: If part of the reason I used that was because the, the dancing in it is uh, from the nah, Harlem Shake. Yeah. I,
4: that, is, that album, that was, that was a nice album. His first his first album when he came with uh Bad Boy, it was, it was a really good album.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think of that combination of the fish and spaghetti?
4: That's fish and spaghetti. My grandma fish spaghetti a lot. She's from Arkansas, so fish and spaghetti in my house growing up is very common.
1: And it's kind of, I mean, for myself, I thought of it as kind of a weird combination. You're saying oh, really? it's probably not so much. But nah,
4: that's, I don't know. Coming from the Midwest and most of the families being from down south, I think that's a that's a very common
1: uh Very common dish? Yeah. Yeah, I've never really been in the Midwest. That's my problem, I think. That's probably the issue. But I, I think a weird combo that I like is uh, uh, applesauce on pizza.
4: Applesauce on pizza. I never had that, but I'm a, I'm a fan of both. I love applesauce. I'm it's
1: like, good. Yeah. And it's delicious. Pepperoni pizza. You put a little on there. It's amazing.
4: Yeah, I think, I don't know, the weirdest thing I just like, I like, I used to just take a spoon and just put it in a peanut butter and just walk around the spoon. Just, just eating, eating peanut and
1: butter? Kind of like, uh, did you ever see Meat Joe Black?
4: Yeah, me Joe Black. Yeah. Brad
1: Pitt's doing that, He's yeah. just eating peanut butter off a spoon. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, another weird combination, I don't know if you ever tried it. Uh, you do ketchup on macaroni and cheese.
4: No, I never had that. ketchup on eggs, never ketchup on macaroni and cheese.
1: You gotta credit you gotta try it. It's kind of gives a weird tang, but my buddy Mark Bleesmer, my old college roommate, used to do that. Really? And I tried it and now I can't eat it regular.
4: Yeah,
1: that's, that's not that's too bad. <laughs> All right, mate, you're three for three. We got two more. Um Ready for this fourth one?
4: Yeah.
1: All right. This is kind of a tongue twister one. Let's see if I can get this together. Right. Oh, All right, here we go. Kid, I swear I saw a putty cat. Back, back, smack. Here comes a witty black. Ending in a skull high. I'm about to show why.
4: Yeah, that's a tough one.
1: We'll <laughs> do it again. Sorry. Kid, I swear I saw a putty cat. Back, back, smack. Here comes a witty black. Ending in a skull high. I'm about to show why.
4: I don't know that one. I probably, you play the song, I probably like, ah, oh, that was it. If I play
1: the song, it's a dead giveaway. One of the most unique voices in hip hop. Really? Yeah. Do you have any idea what it is? She's back there. He's looked. maybe. Maybe he knows. East Coast maybe or West just laughing Coast. at me. Uh, West Coast. Old school. Old school West Coast. I don't know. Is that easy? It easy. Yeah,
4: that's good. Yeah.
1: It's from the song uh, Only If You Want It off right. the album 5150, Home for the Sick, from
4: 1992.
1: Right, yeah. You don't know it that's, here. I, I didn't do
3: it justice because this is how it's, it
4: sounds. I just want to just do a process of elimination. I was just want to say N.W.A. at first. then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're doing good, though, man. Four for four off me singing these things. That's pretty impressive. I know uh, the two guys I also run this podcast with, Ross Martin and Jeff Morton, wouldn't get one of these. So you're doing way better than they are. All right. uh, This one uh, should be probably a little bit easier. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Last one here. All right. All the crazy stuff I did tonight. Those will be the best memories. I just want to let it go for the night. That will be the therapy for me. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, that sounds like an R.B. song
1: <laughs> If this was a video podcast, you could have seen Wilson's face, there.
4: i keep it one more time Yeah
1: All the crazy stuff I did tonight Those will be the best memories I just want to let it go for the night That will be the best therapy for me oh,
4: no. I don't know that one I don't know you act like I know that one
1: it's definitely not straight hip hop, but it's mixed in. Uh, think
4: Kanye. Is that Kanye? No, just think Kanye. Oh, think Kanye. Think Kanye. I could, that's, he worked for so many people. <laughs> right? think. Uh, think Kanye. Dude's album just leaked. K Kanye? Yeah. K. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the, song is
1: that? It's the. Uh, here, I'll play a little snippet of it. so you can yeah. see i didn't I do justice i never actually
4: listened to that song like in the car or on my headphones but i actually heard it in a lot of clubs
1: yeah and that's the david get kid cuddy mix of memories lot. Oh. Uh, i did see you put it's from the album one Love from 2010
4: okay but I saw you right.
1: post something recently about Kid Cudi, yeah, so let's see it. if I can sneak I just in. I downloaded
4: his new single, The Girls. Yeah. But too short, It's nice. I like, I like his oldest son, like uh, Day and Night, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, those are classics. Yeah.
1: Do you ever watch, uh, you know, Kid Cudi does a little acting as well? What was he in? He's in the TV series, the HBO series, uh, How to Make it in America.
4: Really? Yeah. Is that a good series? It's an excellent series. I might watch
1: that. Did you like it? Yeah, see, he's oh, like wow. it back. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that could maybe be the next one for you because there's only like two seasons, but they're pretty good. It's about just a kind of a group of guys in New York and they're trying to make it in the uh, like fashion industry. They're trying oh, to make okay. either jeans or t shirts or something like that.
4: Was it? It's not a reality.
1: No. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Kid Cudi kind of plays uh, a minor role, but he's in it pretty good. Yeah. He's in a pretty good amount, but. Well, Wilson, we can't we can't let you leave empty-handed. You went 4 for 5. That's pretty amazing, I'd have to say. Since you guys do a lot of traveling on the plane, I figured we'd get you some Mad Libs. <laughs> a Little something to play with your teammates on the
4: airplane there. I appreciate it. Thank you a lot.
1: Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Hopefully, you guys can uh, can come up with some good games. It'll maybe save you from playing some of the the Booray, I believe that's played on the yeah, plane. this is about to be a fight. <laughs> no, <it's just> okay. <laughs> Well, listen, again, really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this, and thanks for uh, letting me make a little bit of a fool of myself trying to sing (laughs) you some rap lyrics. I know everybody around here is wishing the team the best of luck and excited to see what you guys are going to do in the postseason. I
4: appreciate that.